Hi, welcome to the Vine Life Church Podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, and we're following Jesus by staying rooted in His presence, growing in His family, and living on His mission so that hearts are awakened with His awe-inspiring love. In this time of social distancing, we're not currently gathering in person, but we invite you to stream the video from our weekend services online. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at vinelife.com. For now, here's a short sermon from last weekend at Vine Life. Again, thanks for joining us. Well, hey there, friends. I'm so excited to, to, to share this moment with you. My, my heart longs to see you face to face, but this will have to do for now. So from my home to yours, we hope that you're blessed today. We hope you've enjoyed all these clips of all of our homes today. As we're in this moment together, I'm guessing you're watching from your living room too. Um, and so, uh, so today I want to share from the Word of God and some from my heart about uh, this moment that we're in. And really I want to dive into this question of what are we supposed to do when our lives are interrupted? Because I believe that that's a huge component of what we're all walking through right now. We're walking through a great interruption. Now I, I believe that there's really two kinds of interruptions that we can experience in our lives, um, both chosen and imposed. And so uh, here's what I mean by that. Uh, Sometimes we can choose for our lives to be interrupted. In fact, for those of you who have been on this 40-day fast with us and we're ending today, which is awesome, um, uh, a fast, a 40-day fast like that is actually more of an intentional chosen interruption. So 40 days ago, we decided uh, that we're going to remove something from our life, be it food or be it social media or movies or Netflix or something like that, something that we were relying on for a sense of comfort or a sense of well-being that God led us to give up. And, and essentially what a fast is, is we are purposefully interrupting the, the previously scheduled program uh, so that we can turn our eyes to God and get clarity in a new way so we can seek the face of God. And so, so there's wisdom and actually... Uh, choosing to interrupt our own lives so that we can ask new questions and God can come to us in new ways. And so that would be an example of a a chosen or intentional interruption. But as you know, we're in a different kind of interruption as well. And so all across the globe, as the the coronavirus pandemic is continuing to make its way, it's it's disrupted and interrupted um, uh, much of our lives as well. And it creates this big shockwave of what do we do, how do we carry ourselves, and how are we to respond as children of God in a time like this? And I believe that there's several different kinds of responses, but when we look at Scripture, there's, there's a couple examples I want to point out to you of what, what do we do in a time of interruption? How might, be re, we, how might we respond, and how might God be inviting us to respond? And so, The first passage I want to look at has to do with the children of Israel as as they were coming out of Egypt. And God, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, delivered them from their slavery in Egypt. And it was an interruption of sorts. In fact, it was such an interruption that they weren't too thrilled about it. And we read this in Exodus chapter 17. I'm going to read this, this passage for me, and you can get a glimpse of of how they were feeling about this interruption in their lives. It says, All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to their commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim. 
but there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why do you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. And behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, and the people will drink it. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, and because they tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? And I want you to, again, get this, this, this picture that they've been miraculously liberated from Egypt. They've been pulled into a wilderness. But even when they were in this wilderness, even when God was in it, there was still something inside of them that viewed it from a sense of lack. They were asking Moses, are, are we going to die of thirst? Are our needs going to be provided for? And ultimately this question, is the Lord among us or not? Have you, have you asked that question recently or have the people around you or even in your home asked that question? Gosh, looking at everything that's happening, is the Lord among us or not? Because that, that is, that is a, an, an honest question. It's an easy place to come to in a time of great interruption. But we see that the people of Israel, even though God was with them and God was providing for them, there was something in their heart that they weren't able to see what God was up to. They weren't able to see the gift and the, and the provision of God in that moment. But that's not the only kind of response that we can have in a time of interruption. In fact, we, we get our cue from Jesus when Jesus was led to his wilderness. In fact, when Jesus went to the wilderness, he, he went for 40 days where Israel went for 40 years. And Jesus came to actually model what Israel was not able to do. So Jesus as the perfect man and perfect son of God. He went to, to pass his test in the wilderness and as his life was interrupted for 40 days, as, as he walked into the wilderness for 40 days, he had, he's faced with the same choices. Oh, am I, am I going to trust God or am I going to trust myself? And so when Jesus went to the wilderness and we read about this in Luke chapter 4, and I'm going to turn there right now. When he went to the wilderness, he was tempted by Satan. He was tempted by the devil to take matters into his own hands. And here's what it says. It says that the, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And, and the, the enemy tempted him to take matters into his own hands, to turn stone into bread, that the angels would, that would, would, would catch him as he would throw himself off the Temple Mount. All of these things to try to get him to question, is God really with me and among me, or do I need to figure this out on my own? Right? But here's what I love. After his 40 days in the wilderness and, and, and actually resisting the enemy, here's what it says in verse 14. It says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And I want you to get this glimpse. Um, that after 40 days, he wasn't just stoked to get back. You know, some of us, if, if you're finishing up a fast right now, you might just be really excited to eat again or to get back to whatever you're doing. Maybe that's the case. 
Um, I, I know I'm going to be eating well uh, today as well. Um, but for Jesus, when he left the wilderness, it says that he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And I think it's a, it, it's, it's a huge invitation for us. See, the people of Israel, they longed to just get back to normal. But Jesus longed to return in the power of the Spirit. See, we can go to a wilderness, we can go through a time of great disruption, and we can complain and long for what was, or in a time of wilderness and interruption, we can, we can hold on to the voice of God, and then we can, we can start to catch an imagination for what God is doing and what will be. And I believe that's the great invitation for us as the people of God is to ask God, what are you doing? See, there, there's, there's a lot going on right now in our culture. And, 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 and I believe that, that there's, there's a lot of complexity and layers to it. So what does all this mean for us? Well, on, on one hand, we do want to grieve. We want to lament the loss, uh, uh, the loss of, of life, the loss of health, even the loss of, of jobs, the rearranging that's happening. There's a lot that we do want to confront and we want to uh, be present in those emotions. Those are really important that we grieve well in a season like this. Uh, but, but, but also, we don't want to miss the fact that God is still with us. And the reality is the scripture says that God takes anything that the enemy meant for evil and he turns it into good. And I believe that we are in a moment that if we're willing to see it, there is a tremendous gift of God available to us, especially as the church of Jesus Christ. You see, we've been in this fast where we've been praying, God, would you give us a clear picture of you that we could walk in a fear of God that we've been lacking? God, would you tear down idols in our hearts so that we can trust you fully with our hearts? And, and then ultimately we've been praying that, God, would you let love grow in our lives so that we can trust you in new ways, that we can love uh, the church, we can love our neighbors as we love ourselves, that we can be a blessing to the whole world. And what I would hate to do in this moment, this time, is to waste this moment by trying to get out of it. See, there's a lot of people that are just trying to survive the moment. They're just longing for this whole thing to pass over so they can get back to whatever they were doing before. They're longing to get back to normal. But I think there's a, a much bigger invitation for us today, for you and for I, that, that I believe that God is allowing us to be disrupted so that we can catch a new vision for what He's doing on earth. And some of the things from our former life, even from a month ago, are not going to make it into the life that He's calling us into because He wants us to not just survive, He wants us to thrive, and He wants us to come out of this interruption full of the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can usher in a brand new move of God in our lifetime. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is doing something new? Do you believe that there's an invitation for us here today? So we can complain in the wilderness and we'll flounder, or we can adapt and we can flourish. And I think the invitation is up to us. Where are you? Where are you in your heart right now? Are you longing for what was and to get back to life as it was even a month ago? Or are you beginning to see that there's much more that God is doing? Are you longing 
to get back to that feeling of being in control where all your ducks were in a row, where you knew what you were doing each day and your schedule was, was neat and tidy and, and your household was in order and everything was uh, exactly what you expected? Or are you catching a vision that life is actually much better not when we're in control, but when we live surrendered to a God who is good and who is in control. See, I think that's the gift for us in this season. He's teaching us to depend on Him in whole new ways. And this is what we've been praying for in the church, that God would strengthen and establish and, and, and allow the church to, be, uh, to walk in His supernatural power. And isn't it amazing that overnight the church left the four walls and now we've all been dispersed? Isn't this what we've been praying for for so long? That God would do something new that we couldn't do on our own. See, Jesus didn't just transition from the wilderness and get back to normal in Galilee. He returned in the power of the Spirit. And so I want to I leave you with this question today. When all of this is over, when this whole virus disappears, whenever that's going to happen, I want to ask you the question, what are you going to return to your life with? See, Jesus returned to Galilee, Galilee in the power of the Spirit. What are you going to return to life with? Are you just simply trying to get back and trying to rush through this? Or are you stopping to receive the grace and the mercy of God so that you can catch a vision for a new kind of life? Even in this fast that we've been in, are you just trying to end the fast and get back to whatever it was? Or what has God made clear? What is the gift and the deposit of the Holy Spirit in your life that you are able to return to the people God has called you to with greater clarity, with greater conviction, with a greater fear of the Lord so that more people can come to know His goodness? What is God showing you now that is going to sustain you? years to come. And see guys, I think we're in a moment like no other moment. And the last thing that I want is for us to waste this time trying to get through it. But let's ask God together to strengthen us and to reveal to us where He is at work so that we can look forward to the expansion of His kingdom. So some of you watching today, maybe as you're listening to me talk, you're thinking, gosh, I, 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 I've been in that place. I've been longing to get back to what was normal. In fact, I, I, I've been living life trying to just maintain control and I've been anxious and stressed because uh, I, I've been trying to reassemble my life and I don't know how that looks. And maybe you haven't learned what it means to trust in Jesus yet and to trust that Jesus knows your needs. And I just want to invite you, if you're watching right now and, and you have not yet surrendered to Jesus, you have not yet come to understand the gift of grace and mercy in your life, I want to invite you even today to make that decision. And you can pray it in a simple way. Just say, Jesus, I want to know your grace and your mercy. I want to know the God who holds my life in his hands. And you don't, it doesn't have to be flower, flowery language. It doesn't have to sound smart or spiritual, but you can just in your own words even pray right now, Jesus, help me to know you because I cannot live trying to manage my own life by myself. I want to know your strength and your power and your peace. And you can pray that right now. For the rest of us though, I just want to encourage you 
that this is an upgrade moment. This is a graduation moment. In fact, I love this passage in Colossians 2 from the message version that Paul, he's speaking to the Colossians and, and he's encouraging them. He's, he's calling them up to a new level. And he says this, my counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the master. Now live in him. You're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into Thanksgiving. And so today, my prayer for you and I is that we see the gift of God in front of us and we can, can move forward from this place in the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for your power. We thank you that you are with us and you are present and you are at work. And I pray that this is a new day for every one of us listening right now, that this is a new day, that we're not trying to get back to the, what's old, but we are catching a vision for what you're doing. And I thank you, God, for strength and grace and the peace of God to guard our hearts and minds as we follow you into the expansion of your kingdom. We love you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Blessings, guys.